This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Gohan from Dragon Ball Super, and you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Excuse me, Gohan, this is more of a narrator type thing. Uh, okay. Just do it more like a next time on Talk Time Live. Uh, next time on Talk Time Live. Don't quit your day job, Gohan. It's time. Talk time. Let's go. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Live. Started in the 80s with Matt Cross. Dudes in the hood might have called that soft, but I carried that cross like Jesus did. Fast forward, I teach the kids to learn how to let go, live life, and show love to all things that don't matter where y'all from and luckily there's a show called talk time we've been waiting for this for a long time Dax kicks the facts on all the geek news special guests and unbiased reviews suburban kids the hipster street dudes all can learn something new me too i heard words with no faith is empty i stayed the course though my haters tempt me beat the podcast that'll make them envy it ain't too trendy it's acmg anime comics movies and games to come on and let's get it talk time anime comics movies and games to come on and let's get it talk time anime comics movies and games to come on and let's get it talk time anime comics movies and games to come on and let's get it talk time gentlemen welcome back to the journal of my life that covers all things anime comics movies and games this is acmg presents talk time live the prime show i am your host xavier josiah here on halloween eve to give you all of the news going on in our favorite fandoms including our talk topic this week want to go a little different i want i'm going anime this week and there is a new anime based on a manga that is out right now that i think a lot of people would dig it is called Romantic Killer. It's Netflix's new anime comedy slash thriller, I guess you could say, because, I mean, we'll talk about that in our talk topic, but there's so it, it goes from one aspect of a genre and then kind of turns, it's, you know, makes a dark turn in some cases, but we're going to talk about that and why you need to watch that. Uh, we also got a lot of news going on in our favorite fandoms, of course, and some major, major things that have uh, come around and a bit of a discussion I wanted to bring up based on one of the most popular figures in pop culture today, rocking and representing anime in a sense, and why we should be celebrating that more than resenting that. So let's not waste any time, folks. Let's find out what's new in the world of ACMG. And now it's time to find out what's new in the world of ACMG. folks i was going to start off talking about paris hilton we're going to hold off just for a sec off of that and 
talk about this situation that was just brought to my attention. Shout out to my friend and ACMG member, Jenna, who provided me with this link and I had to follow up to make sure that this is true. But, you know, Henry Cavill, who has been announced to become uh, Superman once again and reprise the role in this new version of the DC universe, this, this rebirth, if you will, of the DC universe, uh, I guess that has taken his time away from his role as Gerald of Rivia in The Witcher, which he has done tremendously well. People have loved him uh, on this since he started it with Netflix, but apparently he's no longer going to play the role in his place. I don't know how this happened. Liam Hensworth is taking the role. Yes, brother of Chris Helmsworth, the Helmsworth brothers, if you will. I like Liam Helmsworth. I'm sure a lot of people like Liam Helmsworth, not as much as Chris, of course. Um, this would not have been a lot of people's first pick to replace Henry. First of all, truth be told, Henry Cavill is a hard person to follow. Like Henry Cavill just visually looks the part that he is picked to play. It would have been hard for them to, you know, have him play a Superman that, that like he, he's been the best Superman in a long time. And that's not, that's no, like, I'm not forgetting, um, a man who plays on, um, the CW version. He does a great job, but Henry Cavill has become the definitive Superman. He, I feel like he is the embodiment of what Jim Lee envisions in his artwork like he has the the, the perfect symmetry if you look at him if you look at how if you look at him in, in superman costume and then you look at how jim lee draws superman that pretty much is henry cavill these the symmetrical jawline the, the face the, symmet the symmetry in the face and everything the body shape everything like he he embodies the jim lee look i'm sure they wanted him so bad they wanted him to stay with the DCU for so bad. And they do have him now. He, you know, he appeared on Black Adam. So like, you know, they're, they're making changes. We'll talk about that in a few, but you know, him playing as uh, Gerald or Gerald in, in The Witcher, he also set a standard to that too. So anybody who will follow up with him has to be on that level. Liam Hemsworth is famous and known he's done some, you know, cool roles. This is a big step for him because he's following, you know, Cavill in this. Um, I wish him the best. I don't know to what end he's going to be able to follow that. It's he's going to be he's going to have a, a big, uh, you know, microscope on him, a major microscope on him. And people are going to fans are going to be watching to see if he goes, he's going to be able to follow up. This is a make or break type of thing, in my opinion, for him. Um, we'll have to see. If he'll be able to do it, uh, if you, you know, cause man, I'm sorry. It's, it's Henry Cavill, dude. He, he did a great job playing uh, Gerald on that, on that show. Like he's the reason why I like watched the show. And then he's also the reason why did I end up buying the game, uh, you know, wild hunt, which are through wild hunt and end up like enjoying that game, you know, figuring out that the games is totally awesome. Um, We'll see. This is, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to keep an open mind on this. This could be the role that really 
changes him if he can play it right. If he plays his heart out, if he performs really great with this, he can gain a new fan base. He can gain, uh, gain a lot more respect, but he's just, you know, again, I, I would say the same thing for if they had, if, if Henry decided not to reprise his role as Superman or they would have chose to not use him again as Superman. Good luck on trying to replace that dude because, you know, much regardless of what people thought of Man of Steel, that's, you know, for the most part, people actually did like that movie. But, you know, Batman and Superman, that was a hang up in the, you know, Josh Wheaton's Justice League. No matter what you say about those movies, it had no effect on the performance of Henry Cavill playing Clark Kent and Superman. Everybody thought he was awesome as that character. Just the same way that they did felt the way that Brandon Roth played um, in Superman Returns. Like he, you know, his portrayal of Superman on air, the the Christopher Reeve, uh, you know, uh, inspired uh, version of that. People thought he did tremendously well. Henry Cavill kind of took this role and took it as his own and became the new 52 version of Superman. So. Yeah, we'll see about, we'll see. Uh, it's going to be interesting, but uh, it's coming and Liam's coming with it, apparently. So, all right, moving on to other news or discussion real quick. So um, I found online that there was a Hollywood, you know, this is always this, this huge Hollywood star studded Halloween party they have. TMZ covered it recently. And, you know, the hottest of the hottest was there. Significantly, there was... Paris Hilton, who was at this event, she's, she's always there, but she chose to come as one of the most iconic anime characters of all time. She dressed as Sailor Moon. And first of all, Paris Hilton never, I'm, I'm not like the biggest Paris Hilton fan at all. I respect her fame. I respect, you know, her popularity. You know what I'm saying? Like she's earned it. I mean, yeah, she's part of the Hilton family. Um, she's also been a, you know, part of what made Kim Kardashian famous to some extent. But difference is she didn't really need to go that route. And then she was also in a simpler, simple life as well. So, you know, and she's been doing things a lot since then. She's grown. She's matured. Um, if you've really followed her and the only reason why I follow because I watch TMZ all the time and She's matured in the years. She's done some really actually pretty cool things over the years. Um, she's, you know, she's actually fought for some, you know, civil, you know, situations. She's done a lot of things that people I think who would hate on her wouldn't know about because all they see of her is a certain aspect. So they're going to really jump the gun. And this actually happened in our ACMG Facebook group. The thing is, she dressed up as Sailor Moon looked awesome i'm wondering if like these the uh the gems and the stones that she has on there are like actual gems and stones because she can afford it i'm pretty sure the choker that she had was diamond studded but it, it could be i'm not sure but i'm sure that, that that whole outfit that she had wasn't cheap but it was it was dressed like sailor moon like a kind of a sexy sailor moon if you will sexy slutty sailor moon i guess um it was awesome and with it did was bring more attention to the anime industry it, it like regardless of what you think of paris hilton she is still a woman of one of the highest status she is one of the most famous and popular people 
in our society today and pop culture today for somebody like that with her millions and millions of followers to see her in sailor moon gear that's a big win for anime that is a huge major win for anime so what i'd hate to see is a bunch of anime uppity folks on social media and i had to have this discussion with a friend on social media yeah i'm gonna put him on blast brennan yes you if you're listening <laughs> so he goes in and he i hate to do it but you know i gotta put him on blast he was in his anime uppity attitude and pretentious self i guess and he was talking about how like you know i you know i bet her publicist told her to do this and i'm like first of all okay here's here's the situation publicists have jobs and if in the event of a situation and i don't think every everybody has a publicist let's be honest um in the event of a situation because here's the thing if she had a publicist before she probably wouldn't do half the stuff she's done in her whole entire career okay like i i I, it's questionable whether she actually has a publicist or not what i do possibly believe she may have and may not but she probably has a fashion consultant she probably has a fashion uh coordinator she probably has a dresser that you know or far be it for us to realize that paris hilton knows how to dress and knows fashion she knows what she likes she knows what she looks good in these you know she might have a mind for fashion she's been in the fashion game for quite some time you know what i'm saying so um you know it, it publishes eh, maybe it, but i don't if she has a publishers it's to, probably you know for mostly for damage control which she has not had in years she's never been in a bad situation in god knows how long but those who are gonna hate are gonna hang on to what you know all the stuff that she's done and not hate on the idea that like you know she's doing her thing let her live her life her dressing like sailor moon brought so many you know it brought so much attention to the anime industry and it brought so much attention to even the casual fans who may not even know who the hell sailor moon is at this day and age but oh a lot of people do uh, a lot of people do but she has a fan base of people who also may be anime fans as well because lo and behold yes she is of the age where sailor moon became a thing in people's eyes in people's world like she is not that old she when sailor moon first came out she had to been like a teenager at best her and kim kardashian all those they had to been you know teenagers and, and whatnot um and that may have come on they may have friends who may have watched it you know and got down with it this may have been a pop cultural thing for them you never know the idea is we don't know so you can't give off like assumptions or whatnot not the fact of the matter is the bigger picture here if i'm crunchyroll if i'm fun or you know any other company that or viz media who you know whoever owns the rights to sailor moon i, I believe it's viz media i would be lord in a great way i would be overly excited for the idea that paris hilton of all people is celebrating not throwing shade celebrating sailor moon okay to me that is a major win and i think people need to chill 
when it comes to uh just you know it it, it, it honestly it's just bitter hate and, and jealousy and resentment and it's just like you're really showing yourself at this point like wh why does it matter whether she knows about sailor moon whether she is a fan of sailor moon or not why does it matter why who the hell cares like stop being up here's the here's the reality i had to tell brendan this too i was like you gotta stop because it's like you're getting mad because she's throwing she's showing and celebrating anime and bringing attention to it way more than you are who you claim to be a bigger fan of her then but she's bringing more exposure to it do you understand how much of a win that is like you don't see the bigger picture you're only seeing that this rich chick is actually you know throwing you know trying to act like she is a fan first of all again we don't know if she's a fan second she's wearing and representing enough would you rather her throw shade on the genre would you rather her say like ew no sailor moon no that's not hot <laughs> why would yes she's celebrating not throwing shade on it because like you damn if you do and you damn if you don't so if you're not actually if you're not actually celebrating it you're damned if you're celebrating it you're damned if you throw shade on it you're damned what's it gonna be like take the win okay shout out to her power more power to her she will never hear this but <laughs> i would be be a dream of a surprise if you ever heard this but you know shout out to her she rocked it i you know thank you for celebrating our fandom whether you know it or not it's awesome and she looked stunning as you would say like if you're gonna do it do it like that yeah, no. So if you go out of your way, go out of your way, check it out. She is, she looks stunning as hell. And I think that's just the real deal. Yes, people, she's rich. Yes, she is very popular. Yes, she has privilege. Um, I don't think that's just all the reason to just hate on somebody. Like that's just, it's just not. Yeah, you're not rich. Yes, you're not popular. Yes, you can't displace your anger on somebody because they are. Not everybody. And not everybody in that social stratification deserves to be hated on instantly. That's not fair. Um, and you know, I'm not the richest or most popular person either, but like, I reckon it's like, you just can't like stop part, part of the, the attitude and resentment. I feels more within the person that is doing the resentment and hate. It is more not that they're just using people like Paris Hilton or other celebrities as a way to vent out whatever's going on in their world. It has nothing to do with it. I truly believe that. I would talk to my therapist and probably he would agree with it as well. It really has nothing to do with the idea that, oh, why is she celebrating your, your, your favorite fandom? Hey, get over yourself. It's a win. Celebrate it. Yes, even if you're not a fan of her, just be glad that somebody of her, like there is such a bigger picture to this that people are getting because they're so hung up on their, their selves and whatever's going on in their world and their fandoms. Just take the win, man. Shout out, power to Paris on this one. You know, like I said, I'm not a big, I'm not the biggest fan of Paris Hilton. Like we, we don't have the same type of situations, but on this, on this day, on this time, power to her for, for, you know, promoting that fandom 
and and celebrating Sailor Moon like that because that's dope. And that, that just God, it's a win for anime. It's it, I, I dare somebody tell me where this this is not a win for anime. I dare somebody to come at me and tell me that. And that it, you're you're there. I'm, I got the table on the campus with my megaphone. Prove me wrong. So, all right. In other big news in the world of DC, first of all, there's apparently a rebrand going on in DC. You know, there's been a lot going on with WB Discovery and it's continuing. But finally, we got some great news going on here because our beloved James Gunn, formerly of Marvel Studios and director of Guardians of the Galaxy, recently his last project was Peacemaker and, um, and, and the Suicide Squad, which arguably is probably the best DC movie ever done. <laughs> arguably. Um, I guess they loved him so much that they offered him a hell of a deal. And now James Gunn, along with Peter Saran, is going to be heading DC Studios. And yes, it used to be DC Films. And now apparently they changed it to DC Studios um because they're on charge uh, they are now in charge of redeveloping all of the shows and movies that they're planning to do the revamp will be headed by J james gunn pretty much pulled a jim lee <laughs> he did so good at what he does on the norm that he he's now taking over the helm of the of a certain uh studio this is exactly kind of what jim lee did jim lee was so awesome at what he did is in terms of an artist that they just were, you know, he made his way up from doing, from working with Image and then doing Wildstorm and, you know, that succession and made great deals with DC to work with them. And then now he's like the CCO or, uh, of the company or whatnot. That's insane. That's in, like, this is another coup for them. And I think this is a major one because he's already shown that he can do, he can really make something happen with DC. I don't, I don't know to what end led to this. And you, I, 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 I'm guessing, I'm wondering how I'm, how I'm hypothesizing, if you will. The treatment that he got from Marvel back then when they let him go due to the controversy that he had like some over a decade ago and they wanted to cancel him out for that for that bs and then you know people kind of fought back on it and they end up hiring him back so he could finish the third one i'm wondering if he still has some issues with the way that they treated him with that because he the fact that he's moving on to dc and he moved he did the, he did the suicide squad he signed on for the suicide suicide squad because dc smartly picked him up in the midst of all the controversy that he had when he got let go they was like no we'll take him we don't have any guy that's good working with us right now let's get him and this was a big this was a this was one of marvel studios and disney's rare ball drops by doing this because the cause and effect of marvel studios doing this and jumping the gun no pun intended on this situation led to him getting this opportunity there's no ways of it, uh, about it because he was locked in a contract until that situation um and now he's gonna be rivaling and here's another thing why i'm thinking 
what he why, uh, why I think he may be st he may still have some issue with what happened in his treatment of it. And I know this is the decision of DC Studios and and, and uh, Warner Brothers Discovery to possibly do this, but this announcement came right around the time when D um, Disney Plus announced that Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special was coming. And it did it on the same day. And the news of James Gunn working with now DC Studios kind of a little bit, kind of overshadowed that trailer announcement, which by the way, he is still doing. So it was kind of a win-win for James Gunn in his day. And it's kind of a like, I, I, the term karma used a lot, but I don't know if it's used properly, but this is what people believe to be is karma on Marvel Studios. It's now going to be very interesting to see what's going to happen with this new regime, this new rebirth of the DCU and how they're going to handle it. This is going to be interesting. Um, you got my attention more than ever now. Like this may be the revival of DC Studios that we've been waiting for. And can we finally get them to do the right thing to do it? Greg Berlanti has done since the Arrowverse begun. Can you please just take notes from Marvel Studios and just run with it, but make your own stories within the formula of how they've done it because it has worked for them for way over a decade It's still working for them. And I want to see both. Like I'm a Marvel fan primarily. You're, you're not going to no. I joke about this all the time. I'm a Marvel fan, but if you walk into my place, there's so much DC shit in here that like, it is like, it is insane. Um, like out in my living room, I got the Jim Lee, uh, signed, uh, canvas framed canvas on there. Uh, I forgot what they call it. Jigloy cam canvas or whatever with his, with his autograph on there is a limited edition. I also got a Bruce, Tim Allen, uh, Burnett and, um, Paul Denny signed, uh, best of both worlds deal from the old Batman animated series, uh, special that they did. That's out there. In here, in my office here, I got Superman versus Muhammad Ali uh, canvas. I got another Superman versus Spider-Man camp like this. And then also I got the signed Jim Lee uh, Superman deal hanging. I got, I got a very interesting amount of DC and I also have the Dark Knight, uh, you know, uh, frame that my neighbor Jasper it, uh, gave me. <laughs> so it's like, I can say I'm a Marvel fan all I want, but I got a nice amount of DC in here as well. But nonetheless, I do love the animated um, movies and shows. I think that's where I'm, my fandom comes when it comes to DC. So, I, you know, where they drop the ball a lot of times on the movies, their, animate, their animated movies and TV shows are awesome. And then their primetime shows for like a decade were great. It, Greg, what Greg Berlanti did with them was outstanding. Okay. And people don't say that these things weren't popular. I've been to San Diego comic-con twice and I've seen the lines at the WB booths. They were loaded full of people trying to get autographs of all the, uh, you know, of, uh, of the arrow cast and the, uh, legends of tomorrow cast and all those guys don't even, don't even play. So I honestly want to see growth from both. I want it because it helps the comic book industry. If both are shining, 
the same way with wrestling is like you want wwe to shine and do the right things for the right for the people that they work for as well but you also it, you also want to see aew shine and treat the people as you know you just you want to see this um because it, it it it's a win for the fans and it's a win for the industry as well if both are shining keep producing great stuff so this is a big win for DC Studios. I am looking forward to seeing what's going to happen in the time go by. So here we go. One of the things that we found out is that they're looking to reboot Green Lantern. HBO Max uh, is looking to do a new show, not with John Diggle, but with John Stewart at the helm. According to comicbookmovie.com, the series will have uh, John Stewart as the hero uh, of in Guardian of Earth's, uh, Earth's sector, I should say. Um, the original plan was to have Guy Gardner and Alan Scott, but was later switched out. Since 2019, the Green Lantern series has been in the works uh, by Greg Berlanti as part of the Arrowverse, which was going to see start the uh, one of the star characters of Arrow, Diggle, as one of the holders of the ring. The fan favorite character was also featured in multiple shows in the Arrowverse to slowly plant the seeds to him becoming the Green Lan uh, part of the Green Lantern Corps. But in one of the final episodes of The Flash, which got canceled, they shut down any hopes of that with fans ever seeing that happen as the storyline had Diggle decide not to take the ring and the responsibility of the Lanterns, which is kind of like a, it's kind of like not Diggle's brand to do. Like the way Diggle, played is like he would accept any responsibility to save everybody so i thought it was a little bit off brand <laughs> of tickle to do and it's from a storyline standpoint however that changed as a result of the merger of the wb discovery can uh which canceled a load of future dc projects including diggle's green lantern gotham knights supergirl which ended the series and it one of the best endings to any of the arrowverse series in my opinion um, I was second out with Black Lightning. Legends of Tomorrow, which also ended. Uh, the Flash, which ended, I believe. I, I, I didn't see the final episode of uh, Flash because I don't know if they left it open-ended. And that, that actually is kind of sad because Flash was the most popular series. And I think, if anything, it deserved to have an ending worthy of, that, of the quality of what they brought to that show. And of course, the now defunct Batgirl movie, which had everybody in an uproar, and you know, Ursa, Ezra Miller's The Flash is still pending. So, they're still trying to, I don't know why, but they're still trying to work out what they're going to do with that in terms of honestly, if they're taking out everything, you might as well just take that out too and just start over. If they're going to do a whole new thing, just start over. Um, especially because he, he has a lot going on um he's pleading not guilty to the certain to certain claims or whatnot i believe but there's still that issue with the girl and i don't care like there's some things you can forgive let's see how this goes i believe in second chances but there's certain things it depends on how he he owns up to things it just it, it, we'll, we'll just have to see about that. but um you know i i was sad when diggle wasn't going to get that chance to get his own show because he's been the co-star of arrow for years and a really a beloved fan favorite of the show ramsey was a hell of a character on that show um 
and to get his own show on HBO Max, that would have been awesome. I'm sure he's very heartbroken at the idea that that wasn't going to happen. Uh, this, these are the things, these happen quite often. You know, I, I know I've gotten a chance to know quite a few people in the, you know, from this show and, you know, know what they go through. And some of you, you listen to the interviews that I've had on this platform with these guys, you learn a lot. You learn how the industry works. You learn how, what they go through, you know, through conversation and such. And I've been privy to, you know, getting a chance to hang around with some of these guys, you know, you have dinner and, and lunch with these guys and, and, you know, it's a, it's a hard industry to do. It's not for the weak of heart. It's not for somebody to just sit back on a couch or on your phone and just, you know, to assume that you understand, like actually try doing it. And it's easy. It's so, it makes it so easy to just, to just go off on your phones and on your behind your screens and just say like, well, they could should have did this and they should have man actually be in the mix of this and try to figure out whether you're going to have a job the next day or the next week or the next episode or whatever like that. It is not as easy as you think. I feel for anybody who has to lose, you know, jobs or whatever like that. Cause you just never know, man. It, the industry is so crazy that way. But with that said, I am actually at least happy that they're deciding to go with Jon Stewart because he is awesome. Uh, of all the Green Lanterns, I really enjoy his character um, in so many platforms. You know, shout out to Jeffrey Thorne, who, you know, wrote the latest um, Green Lantern uh, comic that I enjoyed with him. Um, it's just it's, it's a character I think that is very riveting and a character that we really need in, in especially in the DC universe. So I'm glad that they're focused on him. I would have loved, I, I, I would have been weirded out to have a show based on Guy Gardner. Like he's never really, he's kind of like the Flash Thompson of the DC universe to some extent. Like I'm sure they could have done a really great show with him and they could have made him a household name. But I don't mind him being a side character. They need a, a good side character. If he, even, even if he is in the series, just bring him as a side character. <laughs> but as a main character, like that's that's that would have been interesting. That would have been very interesting. So um, this is still in the works. Nothing really has come concrete yet. But um, this is going to be interesting. And is it going to connect to the DC Studios universe or the DCU, whatever like that? that we'll, we'll see. We'll see. All right, let's talk about some other things. Um, Disney Plus rumored to follow up with the, for what happened, let me repeat that. Disney Plus rumor is rumored to follow up with what happened to Vision with a new show in the works. Also, according to comicbookmovie.com, Disney may have been, maybe planning to produce a show that focuses on Vision who remained missing after the events of WandaVision, if you guys remember, and he will be the white Vision this time, which I, I'm, I'm a big fan of. Um, I think that's the time when I started reading comic books was when White Vision came in and he was a part of the West Coast Avengers and all that stuff. And then also they use uh, White Vision in the Captain America and the Avengers video game, arcade game from back in the day. So that was my first interaction, but I did I was aware of the character prior to as the red and green uh, character back then. Um, but according to Deadline as well, they have confirmed that the show titled 
Vision Quest is officially in development. So it's not really a rumor at this point. It was a rumor when the article came out from comicbookmovie.com, but now it's official. And then also IGN uh, doubled down on that with their article as well. So this is becoming a thing. The series will take Vision on a path to regaining his memory after losing his life during the events of uh, Infinity War. The article also said that Elizabeth Olsen will return as Wanda Maximoff, AKA the Scarlet Witch, who was last seen in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Also in the in the works is the other spinoff to WandaVision, which is uh, Agatha, Coven of Chaos, which is another spinoff from that uh, series announced to come out uh, next year as a result of San Diego Comic-Con, who uh, Kevin Feige made that announcement as well. So, I, I dig this because uh, we haven't heard anything about Vision and I figure it's time to for us to find out what's going to happen because I want Vision back and just in time for the new multiverse saga that's coming out. So I'm looking forward to that. The D, look, the, D, the Disney Plus shows has been fantastic. I love that they are, you know, people have been talking about there's some people who really didn't. And I'm saying some, I'm not going to say all. There's some people who felt like the phase four has been on a slow pace but i thought that their transitioning over to the disney plus shows has been fantastic and people are often associating phase four with just the movies no you got to associate it with the uh series as well so uh what is it um bucky and uh, not bucky and the winner um falcon and the winter soldier wandavision Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, She-Hawk, um, What If, Loki, all that is a part of the lead into what's going on. This hell, um, Werewolf by Night, somehow, some way is going to connect. Um, and then you got the Christmas special coming up, which is a prelude to volume three. So all of these are connecting still the same way that, uh, Sadly, Inhumans connected <laughs> same way. Um, sadly, the Netflix series all connect some same way that uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. connect. You know, it's funny, too, because I was just watching Multiverse of Madness just yesterday, and it's still the fact that they were using the Darkhold uh, in, in the actual movie. Actually, believe it or not, people don't realize it. It actually connects to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. The last, I think the second to the last season, the season that had Ghost Rider in there, they were using a dark hold. And at last we seen one, and, and it was one of the dark hold books, which kind of, because it wasn't, we learned that it's not just one. There are plenty of different dark hold books in every universe. It was Ghost Rider who returned it back to the realm which we believe was the sanctum or in a, in a in the depths of hell which wanda retrieved that very same book so there's the connection between that and ages of shield that still exists <laughs> okay so people know your home know, know your mcu stuff <laughs> so but i'm looking forward to it uh it's been a long time coming and uh i can't wait man i'm i i've been enjoying I'm still enjoying the ride that is the MCU and I'm just looking forward to um, what we're going to be looking forward to in just two weeks with Wakanda forever. So real quick, keeping up with all of the a lot of a lot of MCU news here, but 
I want to shout out Abbott Elementary. If you guys have been watching that show, one of my favorite comedies this year, one of them. Um, they did a Halloween episode. And of course you guys know that Abbott Elementary is on ABC, which is also connected to it's, it's a Disney owned network and also Disney owns Marvel. So what did they do? They created this Halloween special, which one of the biggest focuses on this episode was baby Thanos. And it, baby Thanos was this kid dressed up. It was a kid dressed up as Thanos, but he really kind of embodied the character all through the episode. And he took a plot to destroy, to bring chaos to the entire, entire school. The faculty was in a bind because all of the students were, have been overloaded with Halloween candy, thanks to baby Thanos. And the show provided watchers and Marvel fans with a variety of hilarious references from Infinity War and Endgame, thanks to baby Thanos, who cleverly assimilated into the plot in the episode by referencing certain famous quotes that uh, Thanos has said in the movie. When I, the minute that I saw that they were focusing on this kid dressed up as Thanos. The one thing that I said was, I hope he does the line. I hope he does the line. And with him creating all this chaos in the school, I was like, he's not going to say, he said one reference, but then he went on a loudspeaker and he said, I am inevitable, but he messed up the, the word inevitable because it's kind of a hard word for a kid to say, but he said something else, but it was definitely, I am inevitable. I roll I, I seriously died laughing <laughs> and it just didn't stop there and they kept going with different references from infinity war and endgame and it was just it was so well done i if you have not watched that episode yet if you own if you got hulu go out of your way check it out it is fantastic if you're a marvel fan you're gonna love it baby thanos was was awesome and then also, I want to give a nod to uh, Quentin Brunson's character, uh, Janine, who dressed up like James Hardy from the Sixers. You know, there's that's the other thing, too, because this the show is based on Philly. The funny thing is, it's based on it's actually based on a part of Philadelphia that's like literally blocks away from me. The, they reference a lot of areas that are like only just like blocks away from me around here. So like it, it's really awesome. It Like, I think she she represented Philly way more than Will Smith ever did on the Fresh Prince ever did <laughs> like the stuff that she meant. I'm like, wait, I know that place. That's like literally I could just walk there. That's how like that's how close to West Philly that she was around. <laughs> OK, but she always brings these Philly references too. she had Gritty on another episode, too. It's just an awesome show that really focuses on the Philadelphia school system. I actually kind of really throw sh a lot of shade and bring that type of shady attention to the Philadelphia school system. And it needs to because they need to shape it up they need to be more supported on that note so uh also um the character melissa who's one of my favorite characters on the show because anybody she captures the south philly style ideology more than anybody in personality more than anybody else like she she really embodied that and she's out there dressing like wanda maximoff in an air and again it plays into the references of uh of infinity war and Endgame as well it's just so well done go go check it out it's on hulu uh right now just go out of your way find it if you own xfinity or whatever like that you can probably you know find you know recording of it but it's a must for marvel fans a absolute must all right 
I mentioned the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. I got I would be remiss if I didn't talk about that, regardless of it being a little bit overshadowed by the news of uh, James Gunn. But that holiday special is going to be awesome in so much ways. The Guardians are looking to chair Star-Lord Peter Quill up after he is feeling like really down at since uh, losing Gamora at the events of Endgame and everything. And um, he's been not the same ever since and not only that it's christmas coming around it's closer to that area too so the guardians decided that they would go to earth to find kevin bacon of all people who they believe will help bring the christmas cheer to uh, peter we see the crew in hollywood and hanging around in clubs and whatnot just creating chaos all around we also see both drax and mantis visiting kevin's house which turns into a kidnapping with kid, uh, Kevin running down the block while Drax and, and, and Mantis hoping to, uh, you know, chase him down and they're hopping along along the way. It's one of the funniest, ridiculously funniest scenes ever, especially because Mantis is just like, she's literally just like cheering, wee, every time she jumps and he's just panicking. He's, he's pan like Kevin Bacon is panic running for his life from these guys. This is so awesome. And you know, it just reminds me of some of the, I'm pretty sure there has been comic books that were based on some celebrities that was on. And it was one of those little comedic moments. And it just, it reminds me of those comics that Marvel used to create, man. It's just hilarious. Other noticeable things in this trailer saw Craglin, uh, who is played by James Gunn's brother, um, who's also the body stunt double for uh, Rocket as well. Craglin is now with Yandu's uh, Bohawk implanted in his head now. Uh, Groot all has uh, grown up to and, and is almost close to the original form that we knew him from the original. So we're I'm thinking maybe by volume three, he'll be Groot again, full grown Groot again. Uh, but it was I, I think it was just great to see him in all these different phases, you know, of his mature. We got to see him grow up through all these cases and everything too so we will see the appearance of cosmo the dog this time around so we're going to see more cosmo um this will all be of course a prelude to volume three which is expected to come out next year uh will we see gamora in this special we'll find out i, I got a feeling that we're not only going to get a christmas themed show but we're also going to get a little bit of a sneak peek on what we're going to see with the third movie coming down so this special will arrive November 25th on Disney Plus. So go on Disney Plus, put it on your watch list and get ready because this is going to be a blast. I hope, I, I hope it's an hour. I just at least hope it's an hour special because this this is going to be this got to be awesome. So final thoughts. Last thing on the world of uh, MCU. We got the release of Rihanna's song called Lift Me Up from the Black Panther uh, Wakanda Forever soundtrack. I believe still not available, but coming soon, but the, they released this first song and this was a much anticipated song because people, Rihanna's fans, some people say Rihanna, I don't know the, how to proper, it, it, it's believed that it's Rihanna. I hate saying, it. I like Rihanna. It just sounds better, but you know, it's her name, whatever. Rihanna's, um, first song in a little over six years. 
and people have been looking forward to it and it did not disappoint in my opinion i thought it was a beautiful stunning melody in tribute to chadwick boseman which was it was designed for and it was created for um i know some people there were some c students out there that would actually you know thought that they were going to be uh rocking to this anthem no this is a melody made to pay homage to uh chadwick boseman it was specifically for that reason um and people were a little bit kind of were wanting something a little bit more upbeat but from what we were told for those who went to go to the premiere that the song plays very well to the theme and the scene that they're using it for so um it's a it's an absolutely beautiful song it's a song that i am going to use as an alarm to wake me up in the morning it is a stunning song it's probably going to be i can see this song used probably in, in in memorials and funerals alike um in years to go by this is there's so many ways that you can use a song but it, it's just it, it just reminds people why they love this very talented woman and why she is where she is in her status uh it has been said that uh another song uh has been made by her for the soundtrack so we'll see it looks like it's not going to be like a all you know uh well we'll see i don't know who's doing the soundtrack this time who's who's conducting the uh the soundtrack this time because you know um kendrick lamar was overseeing the last the first one which was absolutely awesome i don't know if this one is going to be able to top that but it's a good start getting rihanna on on track with this uh doing two songs for this the video was viewed and the video is beautiful too the video is just absolutely stunning um the video was viewed at this time 8.4 million times so i don't know if it broke spotify like uh taylor swift did but man it, it it's it's really great doing a great job to start it off and word has it that the the movie is probably one of the best movies in the entire phase four of the um of the saga it, it people have said they loved it they really enjoyed it at the premiere and whatnot um no nobody's revealing anything as to who's doing what or who's going to be black panther or not jimmy kimmel tried his best to get it from uh Letitia wright and all in the, the other cast it uh it just wasn't happening so we have yet to see who's gonna be black panther but i am looking forward to it we're just days away going on here and um i am going to see it on the 10th hoping i don't have jury duty even if i do i don't see how jury duty is going to stop me from seeing this movie <laughs> but yes i do have jury duty coming up soon so god hope like i'm, I'm going to i'm going to see this movie <laughs> regardless man i am going to see this freaking movie so we'll see we'll see that but folks that is what is new in the world of acmg we're going to take a break come back and i'm going to talk about the anime that i believe you should uh, really check out a new anime from netflix called romantic killer based on the popular manga and we'll talk about why this needs to be seen right after this ladies and gentlemen this is dax xavier josiah the host of acmg presents talk time live the podcast you want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime comics movies and games such as this is miley planning the voice of naruto 
This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, the voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go! Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on TalkTimeLive.com. TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live! This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto, and you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Believe it! Do it. And now, it's time for our Talk Topic of the Week. Ready? Wait! Folks, we are back with our Talk Topic of the Week, and it is my review of Romantic Killer, the latest Netflix anime based on a popular manga. And you hear the title, Romantic Killer? brings a little bit of intrigue and this is something that i felt like may have been a little bit out of my comfort zone with anime because anime has a it's just like dozens of different genres and i mean dozens i mean speaking plurally it, it literally has dozens of different genres for for any particular type of person out there this one was like a little bit I, i've watched romantic comedies anime comedies before you know but this one was one of those ones that really drew to me um i think for its comedic tone which kind of reminded me of you know for those who've ever watched any other comedy you know animes before the term the, the, the title golden boy comes up and it comes up rarely because it's i consider it one of the greatest comedic animes ever made and ever produced and i say that for a reason it was it's just it's awesome and I watched this trailer and it, a lot of it reminds me of Golden Boy. And I sit in a lot that speaks, but I don't give that, 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 that phrase a lot. So lo and behold, I check it out. And the story with this anime is that your Anzo, uh, Anzu, a, a character her, by her name is Anzu Hoshina, who is a high schooler who is happily, happily lives her life playing video games, eating chocolates, and enjoying her love of cats, when suddenly a wizard named Riri is hell-bent on making sure that she has a social and dating life <laughs> before she graduates out of uh, high school. Riri does this by magically setting Anzu up with multiple guys and creating scenarios that are similar to that of a video game dating sim. Which, by the way, ever since the Nintendo Switch came out, there's been nothing but dozens of dating sims. Dating sims was popularized in Japan. These are these are video games that are like kind of novel based video games, but it, it's like click and choose which direction you want to go to see who you want to end up being with and whatnot. There are dozens of these now in, in America. They've been popularized in America now. It, this genre has been, you know, a thing for quite some time. I, I would dare say since 2017, because before that, I have not seen any of these. I've seen them in Japan plenty of times when I when I look for imported games to, um, to you know, purchase, whatever like that. Never got into them. But now all of a sudden they became a thing in, in America um, and it's now more introverted, desensitized society that we live in. I guess it works out <laughs> for for people now. And there's a fan base for it. And now 
we're seeing it in here now this has been popularized and you know we're seeing it being displayed in this in this storyline however we learn about some of anzu's love interests and friends we discover some deep dark secrets along the way anzu uh does her best to try and balance everything and everyone in her world around and as we see who she becomes more interested in and i love this story because it's well written the comedy is hilarious but it does take you on a journey into the into some really deep deep discoveries within the character developments of some of these characters uh, a lot of twists and turns is i would say for the majority of the first 12 episodes of this season it's comedy but then when you start to you know dwell into the, the backstories of of the love interest that she's with you'll see a lot of interesting dark secrets that they end up uncovering some of it is not comedic at all um i, I was at all when some of the stories really went at a at a i don't want to spoil it for anybody but it goes to a very serious situation that's going on in in, in a in, in our world today um something that's being fought heavily uh in the world they also the other thing that i thought was really interesting about this anime is that they put a new perspective on what we call pretty people problems and we always kind of think that you know people that are way more attractive you know live the live the great life from the get-go because they were born with certain you know appealing alluring attributes in their life but th this show puts another spin on that ideology and that mindset and like and and making it sh and showing that you know sometimes even the most prettiest and attractive person you know they got their situations too and you may think that they some like the appraisals and and the in in the you know likeness of everybody and, and approval of everybody just because based on their looks but it may be overwhelming to people because not everybody is born to embrace their beauty some people are i i would give you a great example my wife is from india and in india it wears just a lot of beautiful beautiful stunning women in india like i mean just dropped it gorgeous but because of the colorism in that country there is a self-fulfilling prophecy that has been made upon darker skinned indians indian women that is made to believe that they're not pretty and it's ridiculous it is absolutely ridiculous they're made to believe they, i mean you look at if you if they come to america and you would see them they're like oh my god they're out of my league but in 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 india and i, I believe don't quote me sometimes it's based on a hindu culture and customs they're made to believe that lighter skinned women are more appealing this has been proven my father-in-law has confirmed this um i saw that i saw it uh, in an episode of um when i used to actually watch um next top model way back in the day there was a model that was just that even even tyra banks said it she was so beautiful it's it's scary how beautiful this woman was from india but there were people there were contestants that were in that episode in that season that didn't that thought that she was just you know playing it up 
that she was, you know, thought that she was well, she was faking her emotions and whatnot, her her insecurities. In fact, no, it's true. She probably wasn't. It was probably based on the idea that she's been told that she's not beautiful or she wouldn't get gigs or whatever like that. I also my third proof of this and confirmation of this is a co-worker that I used to work with who she and still talks to to this day. She is also stunning, graceful and whatever. She used to work, you know, at the office that I used to work at. But she was also on a, every once in a while, she would do acting gigs. She would do modeling gigs, but she's a darker skinned uh, woman from India. And she also confirmed that she said she got more opportunities in America than she ever would in India because, you know, they accepted only lighter skinned women to do certain roles and modeling, you know, gigs in India. This is real. It is Matt real. Like, so these type of things happen, you know, even some of the most attractive people have emotional issues and psychological issues as well. And in this case, there were characters in this show that was that had some really deep rooted issues going on um you know in their in their experiences so talk about the characters um let's talk about that real quick because i there was some the character development here was awesome um riri the wizard and it, it, no, and you'll notice that they prefer the character riri which is this odd looking wizard character um and I believe it's like a teddy bear. It looks like a teddy bear with a wizard hat on, but they refer to the character and recognize the character as them or they for pronouns because this character, Riri, can have the ability to turn um, itself to a male or female, depending on the situation. And you'll see that all through the episode, but Riri is one of the funniest characters because of the ability to just warp reality to her, to, um, to their Way, to their way it's just absolutely hilarious on here um and brings a lot of chaos to anzu's life anzu i you know who's like the main you know who's the main character and protagonist of romantic killer it's like she really is okay with being an introvert she has no problem being an introvert she you know doesn't have to date she doesn't prefer dating um she's living like like she's more happy just playing video games it the, the thing the mystery here has always been why did riri chose her and you know why i mean i guess well they do kind of explain it in the in the show that like you know he's using her as an experiment to see you know how love can possibly work but it's also it's like you know why not just let her live her life why does she feel that she needs to be you know, happy being with somebody, you know, of course, but we later find out that in fact, she probably does have feelings for certain people. She does end up having feelings and being in a relationship with people, uh, down the line. And she actually do want to socialize with certain people. For instance, um, to, uh, Suzuki, Sukasa, uh, Kazuki, who's like the first kind of quote unquote love interest that she ends up being with, uh, He's one of the guys that you really want to focus on in this episode because you learn he's also kind of an introvert in here, but there's a reason for it. There's a major, major reason why he tries to hide himself away from the attention that he could get because he's considered a very, very attractive uh, guy who every girl wants and every girl tries to come at him. But he's some reason he he's 
mostly and he he likes being around enzu because enzu is one of the only girls who don't want it, it, it's not to say that she doesn't want to be around him but she tries to not be a bother in people's lives and in particular hers and he finds that more appealing because yeah he, he doesn't like to get all that attention enzu doesn't give him that attention nor she comes off as being attracted to him at least at first um but we then later on find out why he doesn't like all the attention and it is deep it is really crazy and deep as to why so like his character alone is worth looking into from this point you also have um jonta hayami who is a old childhood friend of enzu um we find out later on how they became friends and whatnot and a little bit of a secret there's a really cute secret that they find out about him but he's like another really attractive character in the high school that she goes to and people like him he's a he's pretty much a you know a baseball jock if you will but he has he he's, he's been crushing on anzu since they were kids but there is a there's a history that it gets unraveled as to how that happened um all through this so you know his secret is pretty crazy too there's also a uh, character Minato who, you know, they also, her and Anzu also grew up and they became like kind of rivaling character, you know, um, friends growing up. But turns out that there's one of the two or have feelings for each other in there too. And then there's Saki who is, who grew up to be one of um, Anzu's best friends. She also is a very attractive female and probably one of the most attractive females in high school she also has a situation um and as to why her and anzu are you know best friends and it's this is one of the first like dark deep secrets and dark backstories that comes into here and it just turns it, it changes the tune of the whole entire show now you would think that this is a comedy series a comedy series that having something this dark would actually take away from it no it actually kind of they did a great job assimilating the situation in here you mentioning all these things and just make you want to learn more about it like it just becomes a total 180 but not in a way to just like it's stops you cold it really plays into why everything is happening with everybody and why everybody's interacting the way that they are so that was really awesome um one of the more funnier love interests in here is uh hajiri uh kagani in here who's like this i guess good looking but short statured rich kid in here who just assumes everybody's into him for his money and his looks or whatever like that of course and and uh anzu is just not hearing it and not about it and that makes him even want her even more because for the first time it's like you got people who don't want him for his money and his looks or whatever like that he has a really big ego but there's a part of him that also has a kind heart as well he is guided by his uh his guardian if you will or you know bodyguard if you will uh suchiya who's also a really kind of dope dude as well he, consider him as alfred if you will of the bunch but he also plays in to helping out and it, you know you ever all you got this whole entire team of group that all has been orchestrated by riri to be there for anzu and anzu to have a social life with these people he pretty much, you know, Riri pretty much created Nano 210 
<laughs> this whole entire thing. It's hilarious. It is so worth going to check out. And the more I got into the episodes, the more, especially if, if you're a video game fan, I think you would find something appealing about this series as well. Um, if you like great comedic anime series, this is one that you would like to. I got so into this by the end. By the end of the 12th, by, by the last episode, I wanted more. I absolutely wanted to see more. Um, they looks like they will have a second season. It did say to be continued. I will spoil that much, but what goes on from the first episode to the 12th episode, you'll get locked in immediately. You'll absolutely get locked in. And what I love about this, this is not like your normal Sojo anime where it's just, you know, all action pack and, you know, there's martial arts fighting, which I do prefer. I'm a, I'm a big Sojo style anime and manga fan. Um, I like a good fight in all of these and a good adventure and a good action pack, you know, comic book. But every once in a while, I like something that will change the tone and perspective and view of things. And that's what anime's about. It's, it's a, it's an amalgam of different genres and, and a collage of different themes and, 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 and looks. And it's just, that's what I love about it. It's you put in a, you got this canvas and anime just throws all sorts of colors and hues at it. And you come up with, variety and that's what i love about anime this is a very sophisticated uh, series and when people this is one of those shows where like you can tell people like why you watch anime because it believe it or not it carries the same level of sophistication than any primetime show you could watch and you just have to find the one that you do and i could i could dare say like you can rate this to any like cw primetime series or or even other primetime series that you watch normally with that's live action. This goes on here, except this just is anime. So they can take more liberties in terms of fictitious type of situations in here. But what they done here is just absolutely awesome. Uh, I want to see more. Uh, Anzu is literally one of my favorite characters this year. After this, I loved her comedy. I love the comedy of this whole entire series. If you want, like, if you're an anime fan, a, a, a true otaku, if you will, and you want to change up on some things to watch, this is awesome. This is right. This is up there with, with um, High Score Girl. I love that anime to high heaven. It was a great anime. It was a heartfelt tug at, at your heartstrings. This is kind of right there with you, but it has more of the comedy stylings of golden boy but also unlike golden boy it takes you on another path and that other path just draws you right in it sucks you in takes you down a rabbit hole right there and i was not expecting that it was not expecting but i'm glad they did cover some of the situations gives you enough like i said it gives you another perspective so whenever you look at these ig models or people that online that are just happen to be like a gorgeous and appealing you know you got to take note that you know there may be another side to everything that's going on. Some people embrace their beauty. Some people don't want that much attention for a reason. And some people, you know, it makes you look at yourself. Even if you don't consider yourself a, an attractive person or whatnot, you may, or you may appeal and try to live vicariously through the Kardashians or whatever like that. This anime kind of gives you another perspective of what they may be going through on the other side. So, you know, it, it, you never, it, it just, it, it's another reason why I love anime. It just really puts certain things in real, in the real world to perspective. 
unexpectedly. So first 12 episodes is just fantastic. And my God, you know, if I'm going to give this a great, honestly, I'm not joking. This gets an A plus because they it's it, it, there's some real sophisticated subject matter to this, along with some great comedic uh, moments and, 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 you know, moods and just the fact that they were able to assimilate and intertwine the more deeper, darker subject matter, which is absolutely fantastically done. So go out of your way. Romantic Killer is on Netflix right now. If all else, Netflix is Netflix's, you know, anime uh, library is really been something to uh, cherish and really appeal to. So go out of your way, check it out. It's available now, folks. That will do it for this edition of Talk Time Live. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, no stranger to anybody. This week on uh, Select Start, the video game podcast for Talk Time Live, I will be reviewing uh, Bayonetta. I'm pretty much done with it. And goes to show that, yeah, we're going to talk about everything. Uh, how it did in terms of sales, how it did in terms of the actual uh uh, presentation of the game the story whatever all that and of course why i decided to actually play the game i said that if there was no information proof of helena taylor's claims i was gonna go off and get it and there was something that did come up but it i will bring that up you know, that made my decision go from there. But we'll also talk about the game and how I thought of the game as well, as well as any other news that will be coming up. Because we are this is week, folks. Not only is Bayonetta out, but uh, this is the week that God of War Ragnarok comes out, too. So I luckily I'm finished with this game. I'm going to start on God of War. I'm, this is going to be crazy. So I'm going to play as much God of War as I can. Cause I don't know if I'm going to be around to play it again with jury duty coming up. So in an event that I have jury duty that I get selected, get jury duty, um, the select start show may be postponed. So we'll keep the air out on things, see what happens from there and uh, see what, what, what goes on. It, whether I do it or not, it doesn't matter. And we'll, this show will keep on going even after the whole results of everything from there. So, if you enjoyed this episode and every episode, please go out and support us by going to talktimelive.com, checking out our audio episodes, our video exclusive interviews, our blog content, which is a, quite a bit of really cool things that you could buy, you could check out. Um, and some coverage that I have and some events that I've been to. Uh, you can also listen to this show wherever podcasts are played. If you want to subscribe and download, you could do so on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, TuneIn, Audible, Pocket Cast, Pandora. And if you are on Tumblr, type in Talk Time Live. You will find us there. You can listen to the show there as well. Thank you guys again next week. One Piece, Film Red will be out. So I'll be going uh, out of my way to see that as well. And uh, looking forward to checking that out, too. So stay tuned for that and much, much more, because I will give you my thoughts on that movie and more. So, folks, that will do it for me. On behalf of myself, this is Dax Avery Josiah saying learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. I am out of here. Take care and have a great week, folks, and happy Halloween to you guys.
Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.